Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Chris Towers. Just a quick note before we start today's podcast. Adam Azer and I recorded this episode of Fantasy Football Today in 5 at halftime of the Sunday night game. And there's some talk about how there weren't a lot of serious significant injuries on Sunday. And then Keaton Mitchell suffered a season-ending knee injury during the second half of that game. And Trevor Lawrence was put into the concussion protocol after the game. So obviously Mitchell's injury, a pretty devastating one if you saw it. Uh, hate to see it for a talented young player and you know Lawrence's status for week 16 is obviously very much in the air so keep that in mind as you're listening with Mitchell we're going to see a lot more of Gus Edwards he had 16 carries for 58 yards and a touchdown Sunday so you know he could get back into that RB2 range you're going to need a touchdown from him every week for him to matter really for fantasy but this at least gives him more opportunities and you know as for Trevor Lawrence we we seen him play through situations that we didn't expect him to this season multiple times. So could be the case again this week, or it could be CJ Bathard time in Jacksonville. So both those are things to keep in mind as you listen to today's episode. And now we'll get right to that. Welcome to FFT and five. I'm Chris Harris. I'm here with Adam Azer and we're almost through week 15 and most of my fantasy leagues are now done. Oh, no. I, I made the playoffs in nine leagues. I think I'm going to move on in three of them. So, okay. Not a great day for me, and I'm, I'm a little bummed out about that. But I guess, that, you know, there's some good news in that, in, at least on Sunday, we didn't have any significant injuries that we have to talk about. We had a bunch of guy leave, guys leave games briefly, Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey, on consecutive plays, but both came back and had good, great games, frankly. Uh Travis Kelsey left the game, Jalen Waddle left the game, Trey McBride left the game, but they all came back. Will Levis, Hunter Henry, and Jaden Reed, and Zach Wilson did not. So we'll see what their Week 16 statuses are, but none of those guys really matter too much. Unfortunately, we did have some big injuries on Saturday. That was Jamar Chase leaving with a separated shoulder. It's an AC joint sprain. They say he's day-to-day. The problem is the Bengals don't have the extra day to recover they do play on saturday again this week so he's not going to get that extra day so that's going to make it a little more difficult for him to get back uh and then michael Pittman and zach moss both also left saturday's games they do have the extra day so hopefully they'll be okay for week 16 but obviously as we speak on sunday night very much up in the air and i think trey sermon is going to be one of the top waiver wire targets for week 16 if zach moss is out right adam 
Yeah, I suppose so, facing Pittsburgh. But there is definitely a chance that Jonathan Taylor plays next week. Yes. So we have to keep that in mind. Having said that, I don't know that there's a great waiver wire guy out there in our leagues. You could look Ty, at Ty Chandler, 75% rostered. Yeah, Chandler, Noah Brown, 70% rostered in in, CB, in ESPN leagues and Yahoo leagues. So they're going to be more like 50% rostered. So mm-hmm. I think those are good options. I think Darren Waller's a decent option if you need a tight yeah. end at Philadelphia. Decent option. I don't think he's great or anything like that, but... Um, I, yeah, look, you can't, it's not like Sermon was getting every carry. Yeah. Um, but, and, and you could get Moss or Taylor back this week. So if you have to make that decision on Tuesday, it could be kind of, it's kind of dicey. Yeah. It's not a, not a, you know, spend whatever you have left in fab situation, but we also hopefully won't have any significant injuries that we have to fill for week 15. So, you know, fingers crossed that we can get through these last game and a half that we're waiting on as we speak. But let's move on to winners and losers. Make sure you listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football today, recorded on Sunday night for a more in-depth breakdown of Week 15 with Adam and the, the FFT gang. But I'm going to go with, as my biggest winner for this one, I mean, it's sort of tongue-in-cheek, but it's kind of all the wide receivers who let you down all season leading into this. I mean, Chris Godwin had a massive game. Jalen Waddle, he wasn't as bad as Chris Godwin coming in, but had a massive game as well. Jordan Addison was huge on Saturday. So just nice to see whether, you know, those guys helped you out. T. Higgins also had a big game. Whether those guys, you know, whether your season was already over, it was at least nice to get some good vibes from some of the more disappointing guys. And a lot of those wide receiver twos uh, in offenses that we were hoping would have bigger seasons. Adam, who are your winners for week 15 i think you look at a couple guys who are i think really running away from the backfield committees Mm -hmm. in Devin singletary and and chuba hubbard and in terms of workload i think i feel a little bit more confident in chuba hubbard's workload but i like Devin singletary more uh singletary gets cleveland next week and hubbard gets uh the packers next week so i'd rather start singletary but these are guys that you could look at if you if you really need someone and we could talk about my my loser running backs if you want to pivot to uh to one of those wins. I just want to say that um, the Colts are not playing the Steelers. They just played the Steelers. They're playing the Falcons next week. Yes. And I was talking about Trey Sermon. But yeah, my loser running backs are Saquon Barkley, Bijan Robinson, and Brees Hall. And I, I still think I'm going to start them over Singletary and Hubbard. But Barkley concerns me a lot. You know, yeah. I don't know that we've really talked so much about him, but he had a 20 carry game last week in, in a win over the Packers. But for the most part, he's 12 or 13 carries now with a very inconsistent role in the passing game with mm-hmm. DeVito. Um, he's not running the ball all that well. And they got the Eagles next week. And we'll see what the Eagles do on Monday night. But that's been a pretty, pretty damn tough run defense. And it could be an absolute blowout. So yeah. that's the one who scares me the most. I think Brees Hall can get right back on it with a whole bunch of targets. But but he's not a slam dunk, even with all yeah. the targets, in my opinion, because he's just not running the ball well and he's unlikely to score. And then Bijan, I think I have the most confidence in next week. He's been, you know, he's been frustrating because we took him, you know, third overall. But if he had been a third round pick or something like that, we probably wouldn't be complaining about Bijan Robinson. Uh, so I'll go back to him next week. But it was certainly disappointing. You waited your whole damn season mm-hmm. for Bijan against the Panthers, and yeah. he had point four fantasy points in full PPR. It's one of the biggest disappointments of the year, without question. And like we had Tyler Algier early on, out snapping and or not out snapping. It was. Bijan still had more than 50% of the snaps. It was his lowest snap share of the season outside of the headache game. Uh, and just weird uses. I'm just going to 
like I don't I don't want to dance on anyone's proverbial grave here, but Arthur Smith, I, I think this has to be it, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Falcons are two games under five hundred. They've had I think one one win in his tenure by more than fourteen points. They just lost to a team that looked completely hopeless before this game, and they lost nine to seven with three field goals given up to the Panthers, so they couldn't outproduce that. And it's just they've got to go with a different coach next year, right? And hopefully, I mean, this was kind of if that's the case, maybe one last f u to the fantasy community that Arthur Smith seems to uh, despise so much because we had horrible Bijan Robinson game, not even a good Tyler Algier game. Frankly, I had to start him in one league. Terrible Drake London game. Terrible Kyle Pitts game. It's just terrible weather, though. I will say terrible, that. terrible weather. That's true. But like, hopefully the Falcons replace Arthur Smith. Hopefully they actually attempt to upgrade the quarterback spot this right. offseason oh, yeah. because it's just that's a bigger issue to me, Chris. Yeah. That, you know, bad quarterback. But he, I don't think Ritter's terrible or anything. But they're not terrible as a team. But you yeah. know, most teams are pretty much go as their quarterbacks go. They don't have enough talent to overcome that he might be a good coach if he had a great quarterback I don't know I I actually feel like they've kind of overachieved I know he's frustrating as hell but I feel like they're in contention like they're not a very good roster in my opinion so I I get it I get the frustration with Arthur Smith but there was the report that barring some type of collapse he was going to come back well, Losing to the Panthers might might be the start yeah, of it. Yeah, nine and nine nine seven loss to the Panthers might be uh, the start of a collapse. And that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll see you tomorrow. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.